Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And hey, everyone. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are Your Average Gun Girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by ConcealedCarry.com, the Concealed Carry Community's number one resource for training, education, and concealed carry weapon law information. Check out their Reciprocity Map Builder Tool where you can build your own custom reciprocity map, especially if you have multiple state permits. ConcealedCarry.com has a huge library of articles about training, gear reviews, and industry news. ConcealedCarry.com also has one of the nation's largest networks of firearms and self-defense instructors. Chances are they have classes and instructors near you. Also, look into the Concealed Carry Gun Tools app, which takes many of these online tools and puts them in the palm of your hand, free of charge and free of ads, available for Apple and Android devices. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Another episode, another week. How's it going? You took what I wanted to say. Sorry, I should Dang go revert it. back to my hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and just leave it at hey, hey. Sorry. Hey, hey, everybody. How is it going, Emily? How has your week been since it's we last been, spoke? It's been awesome. You know, I took a little vacation, much needed time to reset to the mind, body. It's good. I'm back, but just, you know, getting back right into it. But hey, I'm, it's all good. I know I followed your journey. I'm a little jealous. Just a little jealous or a lot? A, a lot jealous, actually. Um, I, I get to live vicariously through Emily's Instagram post. <laughs> and it was I very not nice. to like overboard the, you know, Instagram stories. Look at it me. Does. I'm on vacation just because I feel like it gets a little obnoxious sometimes. And I'm just, I'm trying to like be on vacation. Like, yeah. Well, on I, everybody heard a third voice tonight on our podcast. This is an exciting episode. We are so very, very excited to have the guest with us that is here. I'm going to go ahead and introduce her. Um, We have Miss Deanna Huffstedler with us here today. Hello, hello, guys. And for those of you who do not know Miss Deanna Huffstedler yet, uh, Deanna is an accomplished shooting competitor in three gun, USPSA, IDPA, and action pistol with several state, regional, and national titles under her belt. She started her career shooting a 1911, but quickly moved to the 2011 platform and now competes in open division. Can't wait to talk to you about that. Uh, where fast is not just a luxury, it is an expectation. As an avid shooter, blogger, mother, and concealed carry ambassador, Deanna now resides in Dallas, Texas, and runs the marketing consulting firm GunQueen.com for the outdoor industry. She is a pro staff member on Team STI International, Terran Tactical Innovations, and is an ambassador for brands like 511 Tactical, Safari Land, Streamlight, and many more. She is known as the gun queen in the industry and advocates for women in the shooting sports. I don't think it is any surprise <laughs> or question why we are having Miss Deanna on the show with us right. today. Deanna, Gosh, how hey. are you? Good, good. Gosh, that was a mouthful. I, I really think you deserve a a crown for what you just said. Well, I really think you deserve. I think you deserve the crown for accomplishing all of that. 
I know I've seen it. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I can't wait. I mean, there's so many fun things to talk about. You know, we've, I've known you now for several years. We, we met with the Bullets and Bombshells crew a few we years did. back, right? We did. I, and looking back at that photo shoot, I never expected I would meet so many amazing women. I, I literally just showed up completely confused, didn't know what we're doing. And it turned out to be such an amazing experience. But you remember that we got to shoot full autos and uh, I know I'm so bummed. I autos and, oh, it, next it time. Was- it was so much fun. And then there were like flying motorcycles yes. half the time. We got to blow up Tannerite. I, I, were you a part of the girl group that was blowing up the Tannerite? No, I didn't get a chance to do that. I shot a bunch of full autos though. Uh, Me neither. And there was a music video. Remember there was a country music video happening at the same time. There was a Lamborghini buzzing around with tactical shit. Yep. I mean, it was just awesome. It was an epic day. And I'm going to go ahead and give y'all some background information on me that has never been released, but I'm pretty sure I'm the reason why the country music video didn't actually get released. If you ever Uh see the footage of me dancing in that country music video, you will 100% know why that country music video has never seen the light of day. They weren't able to cut me out. And I, w- I didn't know what we were doing. You know, they called us up there to the top of this motorcycle ramp and they just said, well, start dancing. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not a dancer. And they started the music and started the video and I got stuck on the front row right next to the singer dancing. I felt so bad. It was awful. See, that's exactly the reason why I skipped out on the video. I just kind of excused myself and I said, look, you guys, I'm a shooter. I am not a dancer. And I really look fat while dancing. So I don't know. They excuse me somehow. Yeah, well, you got lucky. I just, I missed the memo that that's what we were going up there for. And it was hilarious. And I have told one of my buddies that actually filmed that, if that ever sees the light of day, he will never see the light of day. So we we have a pact that that nobody will ever see any of that footage. So, So catch us up. Tell us what you've been up to. You know, we got to hit on your competition shooting. Are you still doing that? You still involved in competitions right now? I am. I am. I actually took a little break. Well, maybe about a long break, a year and a half. Um, I took some time off from shooting and I just kind of traveled the world and I went on vacation. And Emily, there's nothing wrong with your Insta stories. Please keep sharing them. I, I love it. It's almost like I'm adding one more place that I haven't been to. So yeah, I, I just kind of traveled and took some time off to myself and recharged. Um, and this is the season that I'm actively coming back to competition. Um, I had a somewhat of a rocky start with the Texas three gun this past weekend. Uh, but the good news is that I think my shooting was quite all right. Most of it was just uh, what I like to tenderly call brain farts. And, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, just uh, stupid things that I did other than shooting, uh, such as forgetting to shoot targets or running past them or making up with the wrong target. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'll, I'm full on back into shooting. I'll be shooting a lot of three gun. Um, I plan on uh, getting a little bit back into USPSA and shooting pistol a little bit more because you tend to get a lot 
quite sloppy uh, with three gun when you only have to have two hits on paper your accuracy kind of goes downhill a little bit so i intend to work on pistol this year and maybe get into pcc we'll see oh, i uh, love shooting fun stuff see that's so fun who I've doesn't never, i know well i haven't gotten into the competition world yet I think one day I might try my hand at it. And I think a lot of people don't realize we've had several competition shooters come on the show to, to talk about competition shooting. And for a lot of them, that's what they do full time. That's their full time job. But for you, competition shooting is not your full time job. People might not understand this about you, but you are a mega boss lady, CEO, oh, yeah. corporate exec. Ooh. I mean, you have done so much. How in the world do you find time to balance what you're doing with your life at work and your family life? And then this competition shooting life, it's like three different worlds all come together. And I don't know how you have time to do it all. Good gosh, ladies, I swear to God, you just said what I think about you too. <laughs> I honestly, uh, there are days when I wonder how in the world does she do it all? How does Emily do it? How does Amy do it? Uh, but we sometimes somehow figure it out. You know, mm -hmm. you, you try to find time for everything. But no, I was never a full time competition shooter. Um, I think the moment you make something your full full-time and only job, you kind of drain the fun out of it. Um, so yes, I do shoot um, on a kind of semi-professional level for several teams, including SDI and Terran Tactical, but I also run a marketing agency. And how that came about is, is actually a funny story. Um, I used to be a corporate rat. I worked for a, a Fortune 200 um, healthcare company uh, headquartered here in Dallas, Texas. And uh, I was doing pretty good. I thought I had it all made. You know, I was working in the glass tower. I was wearing power suits, you know, had a big office. And uh, all of a sudden, things just kind of came crashing down. I got laid off. And for the longest time, after I took my little, you know, break <laughs> that I traveled around, uh, for a long time, I thought I wanted to get back into uh, the corporate world. And just before SHOT Show, probably right around December of 2018, I started getting some opportunities and different uh, companies in the gun industry reaching out to me and asking me what I'm doing. And I said, well, uh, I am kind of freelancing and I'm looking for opportunities, but uh, I don't need any more sponsors. But if you need some work done, I'm your man. Sorry, I'm the one. <laughs> And uh, before you know it, I started having a couple of clients before I even had a brand name or a company started. So by January, I decided that I have to pursue this full time. And uh, Gun Queen has been something that's been brewing in my mind for a really long time. Um, I'm sure you know, you both are involved in various businesses. Um, Amy, I remember when you launched Alexo, I was just standing on the sidelines and just cheering for you. Oh, thank so, you. I was so excited to see women entrepreneurs, you know, just jump both feet in and, and try something new. So I said, screw it. I have to do this and I have to do it in time for SHOT Show. Awesome. So, right, I remember yeah. seeing you walk on the floor wearing your cute gun queen shirts. 
That's right. Well, believe it or not, I literally printed those a week before SHOT Show. And they no. arrived. Yes, they arrived. By the way, we're going to start selling some of that swag because I have been stopped by people on the airport at, uh, you know, downtown, in I'm LA, sure. in Vegas, asking me where they can get a Gun Queen shirt or a Gun Queen swimsuit or, you know. Oh, so I love it. I'm liking that idea. You're liking what? The idea of a swimsuit. Oh, yeah, the swimsuit. How fun. Yeah, absolutely. And then you didn't just walk around with these t-shirts. You had it paired with these beautiful, like, gorgeous white suits and then your red lips. I mean, like, you couldn't miss you walking around the SHOT Show floor. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Well, I kind of rebranded. When Gun Queen came about, I decided to really express who I truly feel I am on the inside. And I like luxury. I like um, crisp, uh, clean lines. And and I decided to just wear all white. (laughs) I mean, I love it. It looks so sleek and chic together. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I thought when I saw you. So what, so what is it that you're doing with um, Gun Queen? What kind of services are, are you providing? So I focus on content marketing, but uh, slightly from a different perspective. Uh, I really focus on the data element. I think it is uh, hugely undervalued. Uh, So I focus on data analytics, segmentation, um, uh, CRM, marketing automation, you know, all of these technologies um, and and really data-driven decision-making that is still widely undervalued in our industry. It's, it's fairly accepted in all other industries, right. but I think we're kind of a little behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds like a, a handful to be getting into that, but then also filling a gap that's needed. That was the idea. Um, and so far, so good. Um, I have several clients. I'm not going to release their names sure. uh, just because I haven't asked for permission yet. Um, but it seems to be working pretty well. Uh, There are two types of companies, the companies that don't have any data and don't care about it, or the companies that have data, but just don't know what to do with it. Um, And I'm kind of that translator, that person that is in between, that connects the creative with the data and enables companies to execute uh, based on smart choices and for smart decisions. So it's been pretty exciting. We'll see where it goes in the next year or so. Are you seeing a a big shift in where people in the outdoor space or in the gun space in particular are wanting to go and what with their messaging, with their audience that they're targeting? I think one thing, the commonality that I see is the trouble that they're all facing with the legal environment and the constraints that are put on us from our technology providers as well as our media outlets. Uh, I don't think I I state something that most of us don't know when I say we are extremely limited with regards to AdWords and Facebook and Instagram marketing. Anytime you remotely mention the word gun, you get shut down. Right. 
I have clients whose e-commerce stores have been shut down by Shopify. They have to move on to different platforms. So uh, I think that's where my expertise kind of helps because I can help them with the technology uh, element and what works, what doesn't. But from the perspective of uh, who they're targeting, I'm seeing a shift. Uh, It used to be where specific companies were only after their own little niche. So you had the competition shooters or the self-defense people or the operators or, uh, you know, the gamers. And, you know, you have all these different segments and there wasn't a lot of cross-pollination. And I think in the last year or two, we're seeing this trend of, and, and that's evident just with us three coming together and talking about shooting we come from very different backgrounds and we're interested in trying the other person's game, the other person's sport or learning from one another. So I'm seeing from my clients, I'm starting to see a lot of outreach to new buying customers in different segments that they haven't reached out to before. That's awesome. That's awesome. I definitely think that that is a testament to the women in this industry. And the, I'm starting to see all these women step up and start to bridge the gaps that traditionally weren't there. Right. You know, there people weren't people weren't trying to pull it all together. And women love to be a part of community and they love to support and encourage one another. And and so I think that we're seeing um, women from these different sectors want to come together. And the people in the gun community are looking at it saying, aha, mm-hmm. like now we need to speak their language and go after them. You know, it's but so I, I say that in, in such a like great light to all the women in our industry for the hard work that we've all put into this and for not settling for anything less and demanding great products um, from great companies that speak our, our messaging and then coming up with ideas. If it's not out there, we're creating ourselves. Right. And we're basically mm-hmm. creating these whole new markets um, that the gun industry has traditionally ignored in the past. We're just not known how to go after them and how to get them. So keep up the good work because we definitely, there's a long road ahead of all of us right. <laughs> and we need women like you out there continuing to, to do this. Right. And they just need to, I think the women need to not be, you know, scared or fearful uh, of being, you know, rejected. I think that kind of holds them back from wanting to, you know, push forward with maybe very a, common, yeah. a dream or something they want to do. And I think there's so many women, especially in our industry that have such great ideas that they just need to, you know, start putting, you know, pen to paper and, and, and bring those to light. Cause we want to keep this, keep, keep this momentum of, of us women in the industry, like building and growing. I agree. And honestly, I never thought about it in, in this particular light, in this particular angle. The fact that we are so supportive of each other uh, surprises a lot of men. Uh, and it's so funny. It's just last week I was listening to some, some sort of podcast. I can't even remember. Maybe it was the Three Gun Show. And it was a couple of men talking about competition and, and you know, which woman is going to come out on top. And I was talking to my friend Corinne Mosier, and uh, we didn't even think about that. All we were thinking about is how we will come together and we'll have a great time. We'll create amazing memories mm-hmm. and we will promote the shooting sport together. Um, I think competition in a capitalistic society is great and it's fantastic, but you can be a friendly competitor and you can, um, uh, 
help each other. There's enough room for all of us. Uh, I think there are plenty of ideas out there uh, without having to have, um, you know, a nasty competition amongst women. And I think that's very misunderstood. I think men genuinely think that we're just trying to outsmart one another or outbitch one another or, you know, anything right. like that. Are you going to bleep me out for that? No. Nope. <laughs> You're good. Uncensored. This is the internet, uncensored. <laughs> that's right. Un- Diana, uncensored. No, but, but I, I think true. you're right. We're but I think that's like that. as, I think it's special to the shooting community, though, and the Second Amendment community in general. I tell people yeah. this all the time, people that are not in this space, because it, people aren't crazy to think that that does happen out there in the real world with women. I mean, there are a lot of women that are backbiting and they compete with each other. And But mm-hmm. what people don't understand is that this community is a very special community. And the women that are in this community, it's very easy to make friends with them. It's very easy to link arms and to join up and say, hey, um, I love what you're doing over there in that space. And keep going, keep kicking ass because, you know, we need everybody to be awesome at what they're doing to help further the bigger mission here, which is to bring people into seeing and understanding what the Second Amendment is truly for and whether we bring them in through the shooting sports or through hunting or through concealed carry. I think that all of us have such a big role to play in making that message continue to go further. And it doesn't help anybody's cause when we fight against each other or compete or backbite. You know, we need to all be on the same team when it comes to the bigger message here. And I think uh, we're really fortunate to have such great women that, that we can do that with. Yeah, and believe it or not, I have gotten, uh, it's so funny because I run a marketing agency. I literally have not had to do any marketing, any paid marketing for myself because most of my referrals come from uh, fellow uh, women entrepreneurs. So far, I have gotten at least three or four clients simply from referrals. Uh, You know, a, a fellow lady shooter would reach out and say, hey, I have this friend or I know somebody who has a startup company or a small business or a medium-sized business and they really could use your help. Uh, so far, this is where all my clients have, have come from. And it's so funny because they asked me to show them uh, examples of my work and I send them this beautiful uh, deck of examples from other companies and I don't have any from my own, you know, other than the website because <laughs> I haven't had to do it. Yeah. Well, there it's, it's no secret that that accent is not local to Dallas, Texas. Where, where are you originally from? I am a child of the Eastern Bloc. I'm originally from <laughs> Bulgaria. Yes, yes. Oh, we wow. were communists over there. For wow. 45 years, we had communism in my country. And, um, uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked and, and getting into political discussion that we probably don't want on this show. <laughs> but uh, you can kind of sense my dislike. Well, I find it interesting having that background. And then now, because I'm going to guess you guys didn't have access to firearms um, as readily as you do here. So how in the world, I mean, what transitioned you from even starting to think about firearms? (laughs) Well, I've I've always loved shooting. It's not um, uh, something new that Um, came about but um, let me backtrack my inspiration to move to the U.S. was spurred from two uh, major uh, 
uh, events in my life. The first one was the fact that I did grow up in a communist regime where you were not free to express your individuality, your, you, your basic freedoms were stripped away. You were seen as um, part of the collective community uh, as someone that just contributes to the common good, which typically is, uh, you know, the, the leader of the communist regime, just reaping all the benefits uh, instead of the communal good. But just the fact that we were so constrained in our individuality and our expression, and even after the communist regime fell, we still had that mentality of, uh, you know, just keeping in our tracks and just doing what we're supposed to be doing. In the meantime, government was really corrupt. So was education. So I, I really wanted to pursue my formal education in the U.S. And I really bought into the whole idea of capitalism. I just wanted to make it on my own terms, awesome. based on my own hard work. Um, but then the other... Uh, aha moment that I had was the fact that I will never be able to possess firearms and defend myself uh, as an individual and, and as a woman. And that occurred probably around the time I was 16. Um, I was, obviously it wasn't the brightest choice, but I was walking in the dark in my neighborhood in uh, downtown Sofia. And I was attacked by two large males Fortunately, they just wanted my jewelry and my money. Um, but as I was laying there in the grass, kind of gasping for breath, thinking that this is the last day I will ever see, I promised to myself and God that if I make it out alive, I will never be helpless ever again. Wow. So fortunately, I did make it out alive. But you can't find, uh, you can't own firearms, especially handguns in Bulgaria, unless you're a part of the government or b a really, really rich, important businessman who can pay his way into it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So even so your attackers weren't armed. Even what? The, your attackers were not armed. No, no, they weren't. But you know, they were two hundred pounds each. Sure. And, right, yeah, it doesn't matter in that case. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so yeah. is that one of the first things you did when uh, you got to America was apply for your license to carry? <laughs> Not necessarily the first yeah, how thing. How did that um, introduction into once you got over here start? Was it like, how were you introduced to firearms once you got over here? Well, I, I wanted to have a firearm, but I didn't think that that was possible because I came as an F1 visa student. Mm -hmm. So I was an international student and uh, I didn't think I could get a conceal and carry permit uh, with that status, which I believe was true. I'm not quite sure. So don't quote me on the <laughs> legalities of it. Uh, but I did get married um, about a year and a half later or two years. Um, I got married and my husband at the time, now ex-husband, um, was into guns and he was into IDPA and USPSA. And he's the one that introduced me to firearms. So very shortly after we got married, I, I started shooting competition on the local level. 
and uh, uh, soon enough on the state and regional level. And before you know it, I was just all in. I was uh, I was just obsessed with it. <laughs> and I, I think I ended up shooting way more than he, than he ever did. <laughs> you know. But yeah, that's how I got into guns. <laughs> I think that's so awesome. You know, that's one of the things that we try to highlight on this show. Uh, the, the show's called Not Your Average Gun Girls because, and, and it's a, really more of a, a play on the idea of right. what an average gun girl, what t- typical people that aren't in the gun community think an average gun girl right. looks or acts like. And we've set out to really break those stereotypes by continuing to show just women who are have incredible stories and mm-hmm. are doing incredible things with their lives and then just happen to have the firearm fit into their life in a right. very seamless and easy way. And so I love hearing what drove women. You know, we had a, a great guest on, I guess it was last week or two weeks ago, who had, you know, her own, we call it our aha moments here, mm-hmm. where what was that first time that you started transitioning and thinking about your safety in a totally different way? For some of us, nothing ever happened. Right. For some people, something did happen. And so I think your story of how you kind of started thinking about it is very inspiring to, to many women. And I'm glad that you have been able to practice that and be an advocate for concealed carry because I know a lot of young women look up to you for that. Uh, is it something you and your daughter, I know you've got a daughter, right? Yes. Is yes, it something you and your daughter talk about? Not necessarily. We haven't talked about the whys just yet, um, but we often talk about the house. Really? So we talk about gun safety quite a bit. Uh, we talk about uh, the rules. We talk about how to engage with firearms and more importantly, how not to engage with firearms. Uh, but we really haven't, I think it might be a little deep uh, for, she's soon to be 12. She's actually turning 12 uh, next weekend. I think it might be a little harsh to introduce her to the realities of, of why we need to defend ourselves, but maybe, maybe not. Uh, maybe it's time to introduce her. Um, I don't know. What are your opinions about I think introducing at that children age, to firearms I mean, and more importantly, to the whys? Yeah. Right. I, I you think know, at that age and nowadays, like, I mean, I can't obviously speak based on experience since I don't have children, but, you know, knowing where we're at and thinking back to where I was at that time, I mean, I remember growing up and always like my mom always harped on me just about, you know, and it's the little things. It's the don't talk to strangers. Don't, you know, like even as I um, got a little bit older and I think like in that 12, like preteen going into my teenage years, it was always, you know, just, it was always, you know, be careful, be cautious. You know, if you're out with friends, you know, make sure you're always in a group. Like it was just, it was like little things where like, I feel as I I I got a little older, then it was a little bit more, don't, you know, leave your drink sitting, you know, by itself, things like that. And so aggressed, but it was always like, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like if you go out into the world, you're going to get killed or harmed. It wasn't so, so extreme. Dramatic. Right. But nowadays the way that, you know, we're seeing more and more things happen to women and and younger women, I think introducing that at a younger age um, can only be beneficial. Well, I think there's a fine line between instilling paranoia 
in right. your child and making them paranoid versus trying to teach them to be prepared. And oddly enough, you know, I've got a, I don't have kids, but I've got a 12 year old niece and starting Alexa was actually my gateway into starting this conversation with just my niece. And what we hit on a lot with her, because she's obviously always wanting to know, what am I doing? She's very artistic and she loves to give me drawings of some new ideas that we should implement with Alexa. <laughs> and, but it, what it's, it's done is it allowed me to start hitting home, okay, what is carry with confidence? What does that mean? How do you carry yourself with confidence? Whether that means carrying a firearm or just simply carrying yourself with enough confidence that you don't make yourself a victim. And so we've been able to start having these little conversations, kind of like you, Emily, where we can talk about the little things, you know, she's entering into junior high where bullying is nobody escapes being bullied in junior high. And so we get to have conversations around what does it mean to to truly be confident and stand up for yourself. And that's what I'm really trying to teach her right now is this notion of standing up for yourself. And, and what does that look like? And what does that mean? So that hopefully when she gets to be a little bit older and she starts to watch the news and hear what's on the media, she'll be already thinking that, you know what, I need to stand up for myself and I need to be confident enough to protect myself because I'm important because I am, my life is valuable. And so that's kind of where we fall on that. But we definitely don't try to scare her (laughs) or anything like that. She wants to go shooting with us. She thinks that's really cool. And, you know, I think that as, as much as we can start having these little conversations with her in a non-scary threatening way is, has been beneficial for her so far. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does your daughter have interest in shooting competitively or like just getting more involved or just seeing sort of what it is that you do on, on your weekends? I think she finds it cool. I think okay. that's the best way to describe it. And she has a sense of pride and excitement uh, so much that some. I caught her one time taking a poster, one of my posters to school. And I said, no, 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 wait a minute. You can't do that. And then I had to explain to her why you can't do that. But I definitely think she's interested <laughs> and she has a, a sense of pride and excitement. Um, I don't think she's quite ready to put in all the work uh, that goes into it because very much like the people that follow us online on social media or Instagram and Facebook, they only see the glamorous aspect of it. Mm -hmm. They see, you know, the the 30 seconds that you're running like a maniac uh, and, and just you look badass and awesome and you're shooting like crazy. And then they see the beautiful images of, uh, of us with really fancy firearms. They don't see the hours and hours of work and dedication and the training and, uh, and, you know, the the computer work and, and, everything Everything behind the scenes to get Mm -hmm. you to that point to get that 30 second like badass clip i know exactly exactly so yeah i think she's interested i don't think she's prepared or equipped just yet um but i'm working on it um we definitely uh train once in a while together and we talk about what she wants to do. She's much more artistic. She wants to do animation and, uh, I don't know, anime or whatever that's called. 
I'm so good at this. Well, you've got some great, I was checking out your website earlier, gunqueen.com, and I love your blog. You've got some really good, interesting blog posts. It's not like a traditional blog. You know, Emily's got the great lifestyle blog uh, that really incorporates like her fashion and can still carry. And you come at, at your blog posts from really life applications. And I feel like even if you're not in the competition shooting world, uh, you talk about dealing with failure, how to deal with failure, how to deal with being in the spotlight, how to deal like these great life applications, which people probably don't realize you can draw from the shooting right. sports. You can actually take life lessons from the shooting sports. So I just encourage anybody, um, everybody actually to go and check out gunqueen.com because not only can you check out her services that she offers on there, but you can read these great blog posts or, you know, she's got a lot of wisdom. She's has a lot of experience in a lot of fields that I think people can get some, a lot of help with. So I hope they go and follow you. Where can everybody go and check out your social media? Where can they follow you? Uh, well, obviously gunqueen.com is one of them. Um, I, you can find me under Diana Hustedler or just search for gun queen on Instagram and I will pop up. Um, Facebook is Diana.Hustedler and then LinkedIn is Diana-Hustedler <laughs> just because the other ones weren't available. Hopefully I'll, hopefully I'll clean all of that up in the near future, but Thank you for saying that. I honestly, I can say the same thing about you two ladies. I, I love reading your posts. I, I love reading even the descriptions under the Instagram stories or um, the is Instagram posts. These are, I think of these as a mini blog post. Right. That's like, mm-hmm. a, like a micro blog. Kind micro of- blog. Mm-hmm. It allows yep. you to express who you are and what you're thinking about and hopefully help somebody. Um, now my style of writing is slightly off. <laughs> uh, it's a little out there. I I definitely appreciate humor. I appreciate sarcasm, and I have a little bit of a potty mouth. So <laughs> if you get easily offended, don't don't read it. Don't no, read I was it. laughing. You have a great sense of humor, and you're laughing at yourself, and then telling people if you don't find this funny, like great, don't read it. You yeah, know, but yeah, yeah. I I, but, I find it very entertaining. <laughs> Oh, it's great. Cool. Girlfriend, high five. High, high five. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Well, um, yeah. So Deanna, what do you have going on the rest of this year? Where, you know, where can people look out for you and uh, check out any of your competitions or just follow along with what you're doing? Oh gosh, right now I am so focused on uh, the NRA meeting coming up in Indianapolis. So after that, I will compile my shooting schedule. Uh, as I mentioned, I just shot um, uh, the Texas Three Gun uh, Championship. I'm planning on going to Babes with Bullets, which is another Three Gun Championship. There's the DC project that um, Diana Mueller is putting together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Are great cause. Are you going to DC for that? Uh, no, actually, I think she's having it here in Texas. Oh yeah, she's uh, doing a competition a, for that. She's doing a competition. But she's raising money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's raising money for that. So hopefully I can help a little bit with that. Um, so my shooting schedule is not quite ready yet. Um, ironically enough, my vacation schedule is all lined up. But <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll post it on gunqueen.com as soon as I have the, the shooting schedule lined up. Uh, I'll post it. But I think I'm finally at a place where I have found balance in my life between work and uh, playing and having some fun. That's awesome. uh, 
I love to travel. So uh, Emily, I know you do as well. Um, yeah, it's I just kind don't of get to do it hard. enough. It's never <laughs> enough. Right. It's no, enough. it's never enough. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. Well, luckily, like I feel like right now with my job, I'm getting to get a lot of domestic travel because I've been more internationally traveling my whole life. And I'm like, okay, now I'm getting to see America a little bit more, which is great, but I'm ready to to get to a point where we can take some time off and do that too. <laughs> well, it, it helps when you have a supportive spouse too, you know, someone that, you know, when you hop on the plane and you go to all of your mini adventures, I, I don't call them work, I call them adventures. Uh, <laughs> you know, you have someone to stay behind and take care of the household and the right. pets and the kids and, you know, make sure that yep. <laughs> the glue holds help. everything together. Thank you, Diana, <laughs> for coming on our show. We had such a great time. And of course, everybody, you know where to find us. You know where to find Amy at Alexotherica at the Amy Robbins. And you know where to find me at Me Tactical. Thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget, if you like what you are hearing, we would love it if you would subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think. And um, we will see you same time, same place next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.